Taco Brothers Podcast. Where two brothers from another mother come together to talk about what's going on in urban pop culture, sports, music, health, and real issues that face our community. These people here, what they do, they for real. All straight with no chaser and a splash of comedy. <laughs> Very funny. This is Talk, Talk, Talk of Brothers Podcast. Let's get this thing going. And now your hosts, Gody and Smash. want to welcome you guys back to the Moses Jones interview. Thank you guys for listening to part two. Enjoy. Is there anything that that for someone like my son, my son is is and he's getting middle school now. He's going into high school and he he wants to act and he's he's reserved about doing it. Um, what would be what would be a, a good for me to sit down with him and, and tell him, hey, what would be a good path for him to to start to indulge, you know, in, in delve into this this acting thing? Yeah, uh, that's a great question, man. Um, the first thing I would say, especially as a young guy, um, begin recording yourself. Um, begin recording yourself having natural conversations. Not don't get in the mirror and start acting. Just get in the mirror or, or put a camera somewhere and have him record himself having a conversation with you. And then go back at that convert, go back and rewatch that video and look how pay attention. If, if, if I'm talking to your son, I would tell him, pay attention to how you look when you're listening. Pay attention to what you did when you thought something was funny. Pay attention to what you did when you were scared because the natural things are what get people booked. Like people always think like when it's time to act, it's time for me to put on and I gotta change my voice and change my mannerisms. And it's like, no, you watch your favorite actors, watch Denzel, watch Will Smith, watch anybody that you think is funny, watch them in the movies and then watch them in the interview and they're often very similar because acting is about taking yourself and putting it into the character. So mm. what's the most difficult thing about acting is to truly, genuinely be you with the camera watching you. As crazy as that sounds, but you put a put a camera in front of somebody and just watch them. All of a sudden, they start sitting up tight. They don't want to move that much. Right. Um, they're very careful. With, and you know what I'm saying? And And it's no longer you. The other thing I would say is, especially for a young guy or a young person, man, do what I'm late to doing, which is this skit stuff. Like, you don't need to go to Hollywood no more. Like, Hollywood is almost accessible right there in your pocket on your cell phone. Like, if he enjoys comedy, you know what I'm saying? Start Have him start his own YouTube channel and just have him get in the habit of putting up videos of himself doing things that he likes to do. If he likes to play basketball, you know, maybe put up a camera uh, or and have him talk about basketball. Just just start creating stuff for himself so he gets into that creative mindset mm. and is always creative. Because acting is always developing and it's always about being creative. Those are the first two things I'd say. So I like, I, I like that advice. I like the way you, you said put your... Uh, put the character into yourself because it's easy to be you. So I, I like that. That's good advice, bro. Yeah, man, absolutely. So do you think it's? So you think it's, is it a is it a like you you went to college, um, uh-huh. and you you majored in 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 film, right? Right. So, uh, so and a minor in theater. In minor in theater. So do you think it's a must that they attend college, or you think it's whatever naturally progresses you one way or the other? Well, see here, I do think it's a must that you get some kind of um, some kind of professional training. And, I, and I'll say it like that because not all uh, training for acting necessarily needs to come from college, but it is imperative that you get some kind of theatrical training because what can happen, which I'm sure you guys can think of if, if you look at a lot of people to do skits now, you can see people and that's all you know them for is doing skits. And then, um, like, I won't say any names, but I, I like to watch Wildin' Out a lot. And and if you look at a lot of the seasons, especially the latter seasons of Wildin' Out, he was notorious for bringing in a lot of skit stars. 
and then you see them on Wild and Out and they don't last long because right. it's a different in doing something that you wrote that you produced, that you shot, and then doing improv or doing somebody else's script. Those are two total different environments. And if you're not used to that, you might not thrive in that. So um, that's why I say it's good to go to some, get professional training. Do you need to go to college? Uh, I won't say you need to, but there is, if you can, if you can get yourself in a conservatory or some one of these uh, schools that have a great acting program, mm. um, I, I would, I definitely wouldn't tell you not to do it. Um, I definitely wouldn't say not to do it. There's a lot of benefit in doing it. Absolutely. Okay. No, that's, that's, that's cool. Um, Cause um, you, so you saying they don't have to go to college per se, but just some type of, um, some type of professional, like take lessons on the side or something like that? Yeah, absolutely. Like here in Georgia, um, here in Georgia, uh, New York, Chicago, uh, LA and Miami, like you can go to a lot of different cities and they'll have people who have retired from the craft or people who just have have been successful at, at being able to look at someone and say, hey, um, this is what you're doing. Um, it's coming off this way. So we want to work with you on being able to uh, deliver an emotion that's a little bit more believable, right? Um, because when you think of college, most people think of the method. You think of Stanislavski, you think of Meisner, you think of uh, uh, Adler, you think of all these other like people who created these acting me methods. And I don't think we're really in a time anymore where people are asking you what method are you studying or what method are you using on set i don't really think that's our our generation anymore um but you do want to work on being believable and and like i said it's just not as easy as people think um i, I like to always use phil jackson as a great example nobody ever remembers phil jackson's basketball nba career nobody knows it right nope but or i say very few very few if you a basketball like guru you might remember some of them but nobody knows phil jackson playing basketball we all know him for coaching right. the same way that we know michael jordan for playing basketball and if you ask a lot of people they're gonna say that he's probably not the best basketball exec you know he hasn't shown a lot of success in that area uh, he has recently now with with the Hornets, but but early on, a lot of people were like, "What is this dude doing?" I beg the you know, I, but I, we're going I, in. But right, that's probably a different conversation. <laughs> that's probably a different conversation. Um, you know, but there, but my point is, you can think of some people who did great at one one aspect of the uh, industry they're in, but when it comes to teaching it, they weren't that great at it, or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Other people that were great weren't the best ball players, but are great coaches. Um, and so that's why I'm always like, when you're looking for a coach, you want to look for a coach, not necessarily someone who who can say, I've been in all these movies and done this and that. Um, that may be helpful. So I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not saying discredit that, but you want to look at someone who has a track record for, for helping actors that, helping actors that become successful, not necessarily their successful, if that makes sense. Yeah, it um, makes just, a lot of sense. Just to help yeah. them, because if you look at yourself from today, you want to see how they help that person today and where they are tomorrow. Because it's all yes. success is all subjective. I mean, at the end of the day, if, if you like you said you're doing commercials and all this kind of stuff, and you got these actors that they, they may get a bigger role, but right. you've 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 amassed more wealth because you were just more busy than than that person. You know, Absolutely. so I, I definitely, I definitely see that, and I definitely think that applies not only to acting. I think that applies to to everything. Find that person yeah. that can help you, mentor you, and get you to where you want to be, as far as you know the goals and aspirations that you have uh, in your life. So that's definitely Absolutely. wise, my brother. Wise, my brother. Man, man, like you said, <laughs> the more you in it, the more you learn, man. It's it's it's, it's real about that. I, I do believe in the 10,000 hours. And so anybody that can begin getting their 10,000 hours in early. Um, and like you said, finding a mentor, like anybody, Mojo to Don, like you said, Mojo to Don on Instagram, reach out to me. I'm always open to talk with people. And, and if anything, share my experience. You know what I'm saying? Because when I moved here, I didn't have a, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't really have someone to reach out to. So there was a lot of mistakes, a lot of, mistakes I made that I probably could have saved saved some time. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, mm -hmm. 
And so I'm always like, all right, well, if there's something I can give to someone else, so they don't have to spend the amount of time I spent exactly. peddling around. And that, why not? Man, preach, brother, preach. Because I sit here and tell my <laughs> kids that all the time, man. It's like, if, if it took me eight steps to get to point A to point B, and, and I, I want to make sure I can make you happy for you in four. You know, and, right. that, and right. that, that makes, that means that that what I'm telling in my teachers, what in my experiences, that you're listening and then you're using it, yeah. applying it to get you, get you to where you're going. Man, yeah, you, you, man, <laughs> I'll play this episode for my kids, but I and I'm a firm believer that I'm a firm believer in that, uh, wholeheartedly. And you know, even for like this podcast thing, man, it was it was for when we started, um, I didn't really know the statistics and, and I didn't really get into it until after knowing what I was embarking on, you know, so. Yeah. It was like a trial and error, and I do have my mentor. Shouts out to Big to D Murph, um, uh-huh. he's my mentor in, in this podcast thing. But it was always just press record, just press record, just press record. Mm. No matter what you do, whether it's good or bad, just keep recording. And so for you, for me to hear you say that on the acting acting side, that makes that makes so much sense, and it should make so much sense to to others that no matter what you do in life, just keep at it. If you inspire, yes. if you passionate about it and you're inspired to do it, keep at it. Whether it's good or bad, it, you'll definitely find your way through it. You know. So my thing was, <laughs> my biggest thing was, and this thing was like, okay, you know, me and Smash was like, well, how are we gonna get guests? How are we gonna get good guests? And I was like, yeah. mm, I don't know, bro. But what I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna slide in everybody DMs and see yep. and see how it happens. Either it's gonna stick or it's gonna <laughs> stick. And here it is. We're like 25 episodes in, maybe a year in, and and here we got Moses Jones we've had David Arnold <laughs> you know, David Arnold on the show so we're I think yeah. that we're on the right path and and I think again I have to thank you again for even giving us giving these two brothers the opportunity to hone their skills and, and, and get better at what we do what we're passionate about is interviewing and talking and, and educating and empowering us as black folk in the black community as uh, on a positive manner so you know right man big ups and, on and, that and I I love I love that man because I tell you I I truly believe that's one of the things that we we tend to lack in our community is the is the opportunity for us to educate us you know what I'm saying is right. the opportunity for us to reach back and say all right let me I, I don't mind helping a lot of people but let me take a moment to, to specifically reach back and help us man I love to hear that. <laughs> Like when you say what your podcast is like really like focusing on, man. And that's why I, that, that's why God brought us together, brother. You're yep. like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> we here now, you know? So yeah. man, it's great. Yep. So what so you said you're a big sports fan, and I'm a I'm a sports junkie, man, through and through okay. and through. Right. So you in Atlanta. So I'm in Atlanta. Do you follow the Hawks at all? Uh, the Hawks is a very difficult team to follow. Uh, for the last all, two, all Atlanta teams are. <laughs> all of Atlanta teams. Uh, well, well two, what, two, two, three years ago, the end of the, the Falcons did make the Super Bowl. Um, so that year, it was it was fun to follow them. But now it's just like you're crying looking at the Falcons right now. Um, but no, I say this: Trey Young has been a bit of a surprise to me. I didn't expect him uh, when the Falcons get uh, Luca, um, the the rookie that, or the the rookie that they picked up in Dallas. I thought he would have been a better selection than Trey Young, um, but he's been surprising. I didn't I didn't expect Trey Young to be passing the way he's passing. Um, I honestly didn't expect him to be able to keep up the shooting as much as he did in college because college just is different from the NBA, and he's been surprising. So. Him in itself is a little interesting to watch the Hawks, but uh, outside of that, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm surprised we're talking about the Hawks right now, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, hey, I gotta agree with him, but you know, hey, I'm gonna ride or die with him, but it's it's hard, it's hard, brother. Let me let me tell you, uh, Smash Man, when I, I'm it's funny, I'm wearing a Falcons hat right now. And when I tell you that Atlanta people are loyal to their Atlanta teams, bro, <laughs> like, I got to be careful where, bro, I am at the store and this white woman, I'm just walking through my, hey, rise up and she does something on her chest and then throws her hands up. And I'm like, I got nervous. I thought she was about to I thought she was about to find out I was a fraud because I didn't do it back. And uh 
<laughs> but luckily, luckily, uh, I played through it. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, are you about to go to the game? I didn't even know what game was on, bro. It was a bad day. It was a bad day. You see, I'm just um, trying to get out of the situation. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying I'm to get out. In now. <laughs> nah, we, we serious about it, man, because, you know, for so long, we... We haven't had like I think back in the early '90s the Braves won the uh, World Series and that's been uh, it, man. For us to be the type of city that we are that's popping and everybody want to come there and we can't win a championship with our teams, it's like, man, what's going on? So it's it's just hard to be an Atlanta fan, but yeah, that's why you stick with them because you just be like, hey, I've been with them through the bad times. I I gotta be there to celebrate the good. So. Yeah, man, that's real. That's real. And so I'll be the first to say, especially when it comes to the NBA, I'll be the first to say that I I have no problem admitting that I'm a, a bandwagon fan. But see, my bandwagon fan is a lot different than other people's bandwagon fans. Some other people jump on a team just because, oh, this team uh, looks like they're going to be good or they got success, and that's their bandwagon. I'm a bandwagon in the sense of every before every season starts, I'm looking at the players that are on each roster, and I really enjoy team basketball. And so when I see people in the preseason, and I'm like, ooh, they really sharing the rock. You know, the main star isn't like, let me just be the main star and everybody else, you know, just follow behind me, uh, cough, cough, LeBron. And so, um, you know, it's like, like, and I, that's, I hate to use them as a cliche, but that's why I love watching the Warriors so much. I love what I'll be even more honest. I love watching the Warriors pre KD because they were a little bit more um, unselfish. Um, and KD does bring a little bit more isolated ball to the Warriors. And I'm just not a fan of isolated man. ball. Listen to this man. Yeah, man. He's not just an actor. He's an analysis. That's a aficionado. Who's your uh, bandwagon team this year? <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I still, I still rock with, uh, I still rock with the Warriors for the most part. Uh, for a for a while, you know what team I hate broke up, man. Well, let me let me answer your question now. I still walk with the Warriors. Um, I love to see, uh, although they're not gonna make make much noise. But I love to see what uh, uh, Kimba is doing over there um, with that team, man. And but they're just not gonna make much noise. But um, I'm hoping. I really am hoping that uh, uh, either Philly. Or uh, I'm loving what Toronto's doing. Toronto's always been like, no, that team no one really wants to watch. Not the exciting team. Um, and but you know, with with Kawhi man over there, man, in the same team, the boys is I'm excited. Celtics were a little bit more of a disappointment. I thought they would be a little bit more better. Um, Milwaukee, uh, they started the season off good. I thought they would be uh, a little bit better. But um, uh, Toronto right now is looking good, man. They looking real good. Okay. 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 So that, what about yours? Oh, I, I don't have a bandwagon team, but I'm, I'm Atlanta. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm Atlanta all day, except um, only time I I switch up is he college loves football. Misery. He loves misery. That's all. That <laughs> college football. I love Florida State Seminoles. So we, I'm still having a bad season over there. So football okay. season for me has just been bad. So I'm I'm turning to basketball now. I don't even know what's going on, but. Right. Atlanta, Atlanta United, the soccer team is doing good. So. Oh, hey, you reaching! <laughs> you reaching! Hey man, it's like it's like being in a bad marriage. You gotta have hope every day that you come home right. in the house because you don't want to. You know what I'm saying? One of my children gonna be successful. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Hey, it's so much people down here wearing that United gear, like. If you don't follow soccer, you know that the United is doing something special because <laughs> you see they gear everywhere right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So good for them. And you know what's weird about that is like, it's some kind of way, Arthur Blank, he's the owner of Atlanta United and the Falcon. So some kind of way, he got to be sitting at home twisted. Like, what am I doing right with the Atlanta United? Right. And I'm doing wrong with the Falcons. Like. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, but then again, he twisted for a second until he realizes that one of his teams is still bringing in a nice amount of money for him. Right. So, Trust me, he yeah. is not going broke on the Falcons. We know that. No, <laughs> <laughs> they got the big, they playing the big takeout box. So 
That's yeah, making man. tons of money. Trust. <laughs> he's not hurt. Oh, we never gonna cry for Arthur. <laughs> nah, I, I forget no tears. I forget no tears. <laughs> no tears, man. <laughs> right, right, man. So what what what's on the horizon for you, man? What what do you have in store as far as um, your acting game, man? What 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 are what roles are you chasing now that you're like? Do you say I'm gonna focus on drama? I'm gonna focus on comedy, or you just play it by ear? Whatever falls in my lap, I'm gonna take it. That that's how it's gonna go. Yeah, I would say um, I do do a lot more of, of playing it by the ear. There are I always enjoy comedy, especially like if I get a script and you can just tell that the that the writer like I love when I just see a script and and it's funny to me because I'm like oh now I'm about to take this and put my own flavor on it like mm-hmm. this is about to be funny compared to if I see something and I know the show is a comedy and I'm like oh this one's a reacher um so <laughs> <laughs> you know so um but if there's a role if there's a role that I would like to get into um I would love to do uh, a role that is something like a uh, someone who has a terminal illness or a uh, a big mental disability or something that like that because it's so far removed from what what I am and I would have to dig so deep and to me that would be like a true testament of me to see where I am with my uh, with my my talent and my craft. Um, that would be I would I I would love to to do a role like that. And I say on an independent level because because then if I bomb on it, you know, mm-hmm. it's still small compared to me doing it on a big national level. And it's just like, yeah, that guy don't want him no more. Um, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but one one uh, talk me and my agent had recently, um, which is a blessing, and it you know it's tough. But uh, but what we're trying to do is we're trying to uh, everything is about branding and acting, right? And so um, when people come into acting, if they tell me they want they've done extra work, I'm like, hey, that's great. Stop doing it if you want to be a real actor, um, because the people who cast extras aren't the same people who cast the roles that you see in the movie. And uh, uh, what happens is you can get boxed in. Someone can think of you like, oh, we need extra. You know, let's call Smash. Man, Smash is going to be a great extra for us. And, and then that's what they think of you as, right? So um, the same thing with every level to becoming a household name. So when it comes to like billing for TV shows, those quick roles that I do on TV, those are what we call co-star roles. And so if you do a bunch of those, then people can start to think like, oh, I need a quick co-star day player role. Oh, let's call Moses real quick, right? So what me and my agent are trying to do is we're trying to put me into this this brand of of getting uh, uh, those that are the powers that be to start looking at me as a valuable talent for someone that can help uh, help curate or carry a story. Because that's when you think of guest star or recurring or series regular type roles, all those roles are people who carry the story. Every other role is someone who's just who's just there to help move the story along. Like, right. you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So um, in doing that, though, whenever you have to, like, switch somebody's mindset, what that means is I have to kind of cut cold turkey my auditions for co-star in those smaller roles so that we can really just be like, no, we only want to submit him for the bigger roles, which means I haven't been auditioning as much as I'm used to. But I knew that that would happen in order to try and get people to change over to that mindset of, oh, okay, all right, this is what they're, this is what we're looking at him for now. Um, That's that's actually smart because like you said, you you don't want to get typecast and pigeonholed to being in that one that one type of character that one type of genre you trying to be mm-hmm. and you pull it back a little bit to be more selective on what you're trying to accomplish within your career that makes Absolutely. sense man I mean you yeah, for all the actors out there man listen man he, he's spitting some jams here he's you sometimes you, all money's not good money so so that's real brother that's <laughs> real man. your career <laughs> <laughs> no that's real. but you don't want to do that too early because you know you right. definitely want to make sure that you that you get get you some nice credits in because it, it's not like I remember Don Cheeto said this. He said if I was to meet an actor 
Now, I wouldn't even know how to tell them how to get into acting. He said, because when I came out, those small roles, those were for people like me when, when they just came out of college and they just they just came up. They were for new people. Whereas now, these small roles may be for an actor that just hasn't worked in a long time. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, uh, I'll give you a case in point. Um, uh, before, like, L- Lorenz Tate really kind of had this resurgence with power. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. before that, we weren't really seeing a lot of Tate like that, right? No. So, it, it might have been for someone like me, I might be trying to go up for a nice big size role that Lorenz Tate might be going up for. You know, and it, it was always going to be difficult for someone to go against a, a name like that who just hasn't worked in a minute. And and that's why now it's so much about your experience and your resume almost as much as it is about your talent. Like, people want to know who their book is. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So have, have you ever went to a casting, right? And you, like, get out the car... Walk into the casting room and you you sit look around and you see two or three big name stars. Did you ever just be like, uh, I'm out of here, man. Ain't no way, ain't no way in heck I'm gonna get this role. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I've never, I've never left. And thankfully, the time that this, this did happen, it was later in my career, so I was already a little bit more settled into into what I do. But um, but there was this one time. I think this was probably a few months ago. I walk into the audition room and I'm sitting here and I'm looking at um, this one guy who I knew just had a recurring role on a couple of TV shows. Uh, I'm looking at this other guy who I know books all the time in Atlanta. Um, this guy comes in and he's a series regular for uh, one of Tyler Perry's shows. I think it's if Loving You Is Wrong, I think was what it was. But I'm looking around, I'm looking at, oh, this is quite a few people in here that that do work. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and uh, and I it can't. And I knew we were all going for the same role. I I knew we were all going for the same role uh, because I looked at the list and saw everybody that was going. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, but that, so that's one of those times I got that. But the thing about auditioning now, honestly, especially here in Atlanta. We do a lot more of what's called self-taping. So when I told you earlier, a part of my business is I put uh, act, I put actors on tape for auditions. Mm. Most of the time now, instead of us going into a room and auditioning for the casting director or the producer, they'll send us an audition and we audition and send it in via video. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, okay. Um, and there's a craft to that. Like, it's, it's a lot different being in the room and feeling the energy of the people that's there compared to doing it with someone that's behind a camera. You know what I'm saying? Right. So there, there definitely is a craft to that. Um, and it, it's a different, it's different, you know? Uh, but, so, but I say that to say a lot of my auditions now are self-tapes. So, um, you only get those in person. Well, those are just, those just aren't as much now. So, so, um, so you're, 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 it's good to see that you're doing, you're in that mentorship role and try to help others' careers propel um, to get them, try to help them get them where they want to be. Who is some? You who are some of the people that you've mentored that you that has gone on to actually um, getting start to to move forward through a career that you say, man, I had a hand in and getting them there. I not many. I don't really have anybody <laughs> right now that I would I would point to like that um, because a lot of the people that. Um, that I've had, well, let me say this. There are, there are people where I may sit and have a conversation with, and then there are people where I talk to a little bit more frequently. And the people that I talk to a little bit more frequently, kind of in that mentoring lane that you're talking about, um, they're still a little bit more what we call green. Um, they're still kind of new to the scene. Mm. They're still getting their feet wet, developing their craft. Um, you know, uh, but one of my other, one of the other guys uh, uh, that I've had the opportunity to work with, uh, his name is Deontay Bond, and I know you watch Atlanta. Um, he was on three or four scenes, I mean, three or four episodes before mine came on, and he was the guy, like, he was in a restaurant with uh, Gambino and the main three actors, and he was like, put me on, and he was like one of the waiters, 
And uh, and uh, uh, he was like, hey, man, come on, put me on, man. Put me on. You know what I'm saying? Um, and he came over here and he actually taped that audition. We worked through it. And that, and he actually booked that for the audition he did over here. Um, okay. you, yeah, you get yeah, paid yeah. for that? You get the kickbacks? I don't get a <laughs> no. Nah, I don't get a <laughs> I probably should start doing that, huh? Um, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I uh, nah. There's a there's a fee for people to go, to do taping anywhere. Um, so uh, I do charge to do the self tape, but no, nah, I'm not telling nobody. If you book, I now need uh, two point three percent of every check that you get. Um, so <laughs> no, nah, I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Right. <laughs> I'm uh, smash you on to something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing a revenue stream here. <laughs> you, you just gonna get a random call from me one day and say, hey man, you remember when you said that idea? And I just wanna run some things by you. I like the way you think. <laughs> I like the way you think about that. Um <laughs> man, that is funny. Yeah. yeah. And but, I, but going back go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm listening. Well, I was just gonna say, so going back to your original original question, I know I did a lot of talking. Um, but um so so some other things that I'm doing, um, I'm really trying to to work on, especially because between Thanksgiving and the the New Year's Eve uh break, like the industry really slows down. Like like that time and like that June-ish, July time when kids are really out for the summer because those are the those are the few times during the year that the people who who have made it and are very successful that those are the two times when they really take time out to say okay during the summer i'm gonna go do some things with my kids we're gonna go celebrate so we ain't gonna do as much production stuff and uh during the holidays like after thanksgiving christmas and new year's that's another time where they're like all right let me take some time with family um, and so do, this is now in that time. So I'm really trying to work on those uh, scripts that I told you I was writing um, because I really want next year to be a big year for production for me. Like I didn't I didn't do much production wise this year. I didn't make a film of mine or anything like that. And I helped other people with their film, but I didn't do anything for myself. And so next year I need to make sure that I got a game plan to get quite a few scripts out. Um, and and start that uh, start that path of my life as well as far as filmmaking. Um, so that's something I'm doing now is, is really working on uh, developing these full scripts that I'm that I have uh, that I've that I've started. So do you do you have is this just you or do you have like a a writing team that help you develop these scripts or is you just close the door, sit down at the computer and, and start developing these characters on your own? Yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. Right now, it's all about flushing out the story. So and once I feel like I've flushed out a thorough story, then I'll, then I'll reach out to a few people and say, all right, hey, here's the full story. Let's break this up and write this together. But um, unless I get writer's block, um, I, what, like one of the best advice this writer gave to me, he said, write, 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 think, right 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 some more and so that's what i'm just trying to do right now i'm trying to especially because i could be very analytical sometimes i'm just trying to just get all the ideas out and then i'll go back over it and say okay what makes sense what doesn't make sense how can we fine tune this more and then once i once i feel like all right this is solid that's when i like all right now let's get to a, the actual script of writing the script of this all uh, and then i'll bring some people in and then i have a table read with a bunch of actors so they can read it so I can hear what it sounds out like out loud. Um, and then from there, that's when we'll, the next step to be, you know, putting it in motion and everything like that. Okay. And then you, you put this and see, I'm, I'm green to this. So I'm asking these questions. And I'm, 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 no, trying to, I'm trying to figure this thing out here. Um, so, so you're not walking into a random with, with random notes with stacks of paper like this is character A <laughs> and this is what he is and this is character B. You actually develop the characters, get their backstory, and then you mold it into a story itself. Right. right. Uh, it depends. It depends on how the idea comes to me. Mm -hmm. um, if I if I'm sitting here and this idea pops in my head and, and literally this I probably got 20, 25 different scripts in my phone um uh between tv shows and films 
Um, but literally, it, it depends on how it pops in my head. If it pops in my head about the story, then I start with the story, and then I start figuring out who the characters are, and then I start putting the characters into the story. If a character pops in my head, I'm like, that would be a great character for a story. Well, then I'll develop that character, and then I begin trying to see, all right, how can I develop the story around this character? So it just de- depends on how the idea comes to me okay. uh, on which route I go. Okay, well, you make sure you call, you know, call Glover and say, <laughs> hey, man, I want the rights to pizza stand. <laughs> right, is that, is that what I need? <laughs> he need a spin-off? He needs a spin-off, man. Pizza stand needs a spin-off. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> that was one of the most I keep referencing him, man, because that was one of the most hilarious episodes to me. Everybody had to get in this party, man. And it and it wasn't <laughs> what they expected once they got in this party. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Legit. Legit, <laughs> man. That was when at the end when she looked at the uh grand, grand, was grandpa grandpa like that was like, wait, what he <laughs> Oh man, her face at the end was like yeah, oh, man. what? Yeah. Like, yeah, that was hilarious. When it's like, oh, he didn't even be here, bro. Yeah, he, he's, uh, <laughs> sometimes the things that he does, it, it makes you, it, it's mind boggling. Cause for me, and, and I'm always, I'm on the, 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 the fan side of it. I'm just looking at the, the final product of what you guys, right. what you guys develop. So it, it always baffles me where, where does this come from? Where, what, how did they even manifest this thought to even create this, 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 this story? Um, yeah. Because it's like so far out there, and it's but it, but it turns to be an artistic masterpiece, you know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And and I really think, I think it's just on what entertains you. Like for me, um, the things that, uh, it, it, the things that entertain me are like when I find the movies that I watch, it tends to be the movies that in some way are based on true stories. Like I tend to find myself watching those shows and those movies a lot more. So you so when I'm so you telling me your wife have you sitting out watching Lifetime with her all the time. That what you're saying? Nah, not <laughs> Lifetime. <laughs> more like more like narcos, right? Okay. Like I don't know if you guys checked out that mm-hmm. on that. That's my show. Oh my goodness, man! I gotta um, catch up on the Mexico one, bro. I I've been on it now. That I'm. It was difficult. I almost had to uh, let D know, like, yo, bro, I'm gonna have to cancel tonight because <laughs> that's cold, man. That's cold. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's true, though, hey. man. Um, but but I lo- like Captain Phillips. I love that movie with Tom Hanks. But you know, uh, I, I just I just love movies uh, uh, that that are based on that have good stories that are based on um, real events. So if my so my uh, I say I say my story while the whole movie might not come from might not be based on a true story. The original idea probably came from something that happened to me mm-hmm. or. I uh, I think Issa Rae said this, and I thought it was so genius. She was like, the whole idea from uh, for uh, uh, I don't know, insecure was because it would be like these are things I would I be wanting to say to people when they say things to me, mm-hmm. and so she put them into this character, and this and it would really happen to this character to where Issa Rae's character would really say these things, but in real life she might not respond that way. And I think that's so genius because we all have those moments. We're like, did you, you don't know what I'm really thinking in my head right, right. now that you just said that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like when you watch um, that TV show and, and they, and it, it gives you that, it like give you that shock, that shock scene. But yeah, then it, But then it bounced back and it's like, they just was really thinking that thought, but that's right. not what they yeah. really want to say. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, man. So at the end of the day, I'm just trying to stay creative, trying to do some more skits. Um, I want to, I, I want to definitely do more skits because um, I enjoy that now. Um, I genuinely enjoy it. So uh, and it, it keeps you active, keep the juices flowing, keep the repetitions going. I, I would think. Right. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So was there any? Like, so was there okay. any a time? I bet was there any a time where did you was like did you have a script? that came across from your agent and you were like, nah, I'm a pass. And then that role wound up being a really big thing. And you like, dang, I missed on that one. 
Uh, well, no, the only because one, I, I there's not many roles I pass on. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, just because uh, most of a lot of the times, especially like I said before, I was doing a lot of a lot of co-star auditioning, so those roles aren't really the roles where you look at and you're like, uh, do I do I want to do this or not? You know, something that's kind of quick, you you know. But um, the there was one role in particular. Like a, a couple years ago, I remember I got it, and it was for a. I think it was for a series regular, and the audition was a director's callback audition. And what that means is, in the audition stage, you have the regular audition, and then you may have the callback, right? Which is like, all right, we've narrowed it down. We've selected these people. We want them to audition again. Then you may have what's called a director's session where they narrow it down even more. And we say, okay, now we want these people to actually come in and audition in front of the director. Mm. And then from there, you either find out probably whether you you got the part or not. Um, And so this particular role, it was audition. It was going directly to the director's callback. Um, and it was like a, a recurring role on like uh, The Walking Dead or one of these really popular shows. But the role was gay and I couldn't do it. Um, so uh, so that was you one ref- of the you few. You refused to actually get into that character at all. Just, yeah, yeah, brother. So that's one role that we know we'll never, ever see you in. I don't I don't want to say. Well, let me say this. I don't I can't foresee you seeing me in a gay role where I have to physically interact with the man okay. that that's the thing because because again acting is about finding your finding you inside this character and I just don't want to I don't want to see my myself in a place where I have to convince myself to be attracted to a another man across from me you know what I'm saying right, like right. I that's just not and and again, that's no nothing. I'm not talking to anybody's character uh, who does that. That's just not something I want to do. Right. Um, and so, um, and and this particular, they always let you know. They always let you know. In that particular role, it, it indicated that there would be uh, uh, physical intimacy between that character and another another male. And so I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't do it. Um, <laughs> So, but outside of that, no, I haven't, I haven't turned down many, uh, many, many roles. So. Yeah, and and I, I can't, I'm, I'm trying to, as you speak on that, that, that topic of the gay role, I'm trying to remember the show. I can't remember the actual show, but I would think that if it was a character that the character was gay, but he was just a normal dude. And it's a show, I can't remember what show it is. It's the white guy, I can't picture what show it is. But the role, would, would the, basically what his role was, he was, it, it was, he'd never seen the scene, you never seen, the, seen him in the scene, but he just played the the normal, rugged uh, gay guy. But he just wasn't, uh-huh. I, I don't think that would be a, a, a role that <laughs> you would pass up, I don't think. Yeah, was it a comedy? Yeah, yeah it's a comedy, yeah. Yeah, and you said he was white. Yeah, white guy, and he's doesn't uh, have a job. I cannot think of the name. Of the yeah, show. happy endings. Happy no. endings. That's what it is. What's the happy endings? Yes, happy endings. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's another one I'm thinking of. I can't think of it either. But uh, and I I don't remember happy endings as much to to remember that character. But what you're describing, yeah, I that I I couldn't see me probably saying, especially in a comedy, yeah. like like. A comedy, it, it probably is like I said. There's no physical intimacy. I'm I'm down for it in a comedy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, cause I, I love to have fun. His name is but, Adam Adam Pally, and he plays uh-huh. Max Bloom, and he plays he's the gay guy in, in Happy Endings, and uh-huh. but he he plays a straight. He's like a straight gay guy, you know. So it's yeah. a, it's a yeah. funny role. He's not. There's no scenes. There's no kissing. There's no intimacy right. or nothing like that. But he's just the gay guy on on, and he takes on. You know, he does the like the girl. You know how they want to be the, the women hang out together. They relate to to the gay guy more, and it's that type of uh, dynamic. So that wouldn't be yeah. a bad role. I mean, I I could see someone taking that type of role on. But yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. If, if that's yeah, above man. and beyond your morals and your standards, I mean, you know, like you said, all roles is not good roles. All money is not good money. Right, right, and and I don't want to. At the end of the day, it's all about it's it's all about because I you know maybe. 
10 years from now, I might feel different. So I don't I don't want this this podcast to come out and be like, well, you remember you said I'm talking brothers six years ago. Man. You know, but I, <laughs> thank you for the longevity. But, you know what I mean? Like, oh, brother, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, matter of fact, I'm we're gonna have to talk about the next time I'm on here right. uh, down the way, man. You know, but um, uh but yeah, no, I just just right now, that's 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 especially where my mindset is at. Um and it's it's gotta it's gotta be about the story too. You know what I'm saying? There was a because it's just gotta be about the story too. I'm a as I mentioned earlier, I'm a big big Christian guy, man. I'm, I'm a big Jesus guy, man. I try to, uh, I'm, I, by any means, I'm not perfect. You know what I'm saying? Um, but nobody is, and right. so I, I really try to uh, uh, align my myself with you know the Bible and and just trying to be the you know a good godly man I can be and so if I get a story like there was this one time there was this one script um, I had the opportunity to become a producer on um, and they had some they had some nice money man I mean they had some nice money like it could have been one of those films that could have put me in a place to I just could have probably put me in a different place because when you got some money you can really do some things you know, just, you know, that's a, that's a message for somebody, especially in the film industry. Um, but, um, but nevertheless, I remember I, 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 we met up, we got to talking. It was great. I read the script and the script, um, with just without talking about whatever it was about, it just made me feel some type of way that made me feel convicted about, um, just made me feel convicted about some of the things I believe in. And um, it was it was subtle, but I just felt like it, it made me feel convicted. And so I ended up having to let the guys know, like, man, I got to I got to back up out of this, man. And, you know, I told them why and we, we talked it over and I don't think it was any bad blood. But um, but I, I just say that to say even from a story standpoint, like even if it's not just the character from a story standpoint, if the full script to me is sending a message, um, uh, like for instance, when it, when it, you know, because I'm, I, I don't, well, if the full script is sending a message that I might not necessarily agree with, then I have to be careful if I want to align myself with it, especially in a major role. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, so that too is something I always have to take in consideration. Like, what is this? What is this full script saying here? You know what I'm saying? So did it did it take yeah. off or did it flop? Um, I have not seen it. Uh, even on the independent circuit, I haven't seen it. But one thing I will say, especially on the independent circuit, like things can be circulating and we may and we just don't know about it. And it could be, you know, it could very well have got picked up and the name could have changed and they may have changed a few things about it. Um, but but I feel like I would know it and I haven't seen it. I haven't seen that particular uh, that particular outline for a movie anywhere. So um, but I you know I hope that you know best of wishes to them and <laughs> it was nothing against them just right. you know just not everything me. is for every person yeah so have you ever have you ever been with your 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 acting cohorts and you sitting down and and I know um, scripts fly around the industry just scripts mm. are just floating around have you ever come uh, across a, a random script and then you just like I gotta chase this script down to to get to who wrote the script and try to get a get a part in this film. Uh, change the script. Down. Um, uh, I take it as a no. <laughs> I want to say no right now because I feel like I would remember the grind of trying to find that person, reaching out to them, and doing all that. Right. And I don't, I don't. There's not something that comes to mind. Um, or if I did do that, I don't feel like I enjoyed it, which is also why it doesn't come to mind. Um, so, no, I can't think of anything right now. Okay. I have to. I might shoot you a message on IG later, like, "Oh, bro, you remember? <laughs> yeah, it was this one. Check it out." <laughs> so we gonna we get long on on the hour here, man. I appreciate you coming, but before we go, what is a what is for the listeners and for those that don't really know you? What is your guilty pleasure? What is that one thing that you like, man? I hate people to even know I even this is my guilty pleasure. Oh, my guilty pleasure. Um. 
Let me see. I'm, I'm trying to think of something that's not like, <laughs> that's not whack. Hold on. Um, my. <laughs> I'm like, like, I'm a stamp yeah, collector. <laughs> you say what? Like, I'm a stamp collector. Oh, that's not exciting. Yeah, no, right, right, right. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> you know what? Um, I don't, I don't know if I, I got a, a, a guilty pleasure or something that's like weird. Um, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I got something to come to mind. But you know, I, I tell you something annoying that I do um, that I know my wife hates and I think many people probably would hate but I'm one of those guys that like you know like the sound of like nails clicking or like small ticking or for some reason I don't know why but when I'm like not thinking I start making those noises right and I just I'll sit and I'll just be making these noises with my mouth and there'll be times where I'll be in public and I won't be thinking about it and I'll be doing that and then it'll catch me and I'll look around and you know you can just tell when people are like they can't kind of keep looking back like what is this what is this dude doing why he keep making these he like spazzing out um but uh or like (laughs) I remember I was on set one time I am notorious in my mind by myself for making beats. Like when I'm by myself, I am like Dr. Dre, right? And so um, uh, (laughs) I remember one time I'm on set and acting is a whole bunch of hurry up and wait. It's a whole bunch of, hey, we need you here at this time to wait for three hours before we can get you to put you on set. Um, And so I'm sitting and I'm waiting and one of these beats come across my mind and I start to that's what I start doing with my mouth. Uh-huh. But in my mind, I got the full bass, it's hitting, you know what I'm saying? But out my mouth, I'm just going. Just got the tweets. Bruh, bruh, you know what I'm saying? Got the 808 popping, right? And so uh, when, when I come to realization of what I'm doing, the whole room, it's about 10 people, is looking at me like, they think I'm, I'm about to like, like, spaz like out. again, spaz out. And I'm like, so, My bad, y'all, man. So, the, so you tell me the cipher didn't break out? Like the whole room just comes into together and you, somebody banging nah. on the table and <laughs> MC jump up and start rapping? Nah, they, probably if they could have heard the bass and everything, I think it would have happened. Right. But because all they just heard for about 30 seconds was... Right. You know what I'm saying? Like... They was, they was tripping. You on to something, man. That may be a character you might need to look into. <laughs> I might need to, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> I, I might got, need to. I got one last question for you. Yeah. So, if, if if they if they were ever to do a remake of a movie, <laughs> what movie would you like for them to remake, and you be the star in that movie? Mm. You're like your dream role, whatever you know. And don't say let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, man, man, you know, uh, what would I want to be the star of that? Um, because <laughs> sometimes I think of some movies, I'm like, man, they just can't touch that movie. But, um, let's do it again. You can't touch that. Uh, right, Up, right. Saturday night. You can't, you can't remake that. <laughs> uh, but you know that, uh, you know oh, that no. that was the one that uh, Denzel and Will Smith was supposed to be remaking. And yeah, we, we did an episode about that. And if you go back and listen to it, my stance is please leave that alone. <laughs> leave it alone. <laughs> I don't care who you are. <laughs> I don't care who you are. How much money you throw at it. You know, you don't want right. to. My thing like that movie is like, you you don't want to repaint the Mona Lisa, do you? You know, it, oh, it's, right. it's that much of a classic to me, right? Right now, I'm holding the discs in my hand as we talk. That's how much I watch this movie. <laughs> you know, Uptown Saturday Night and Let's Do It Again. It's just, it's a masterpiece, man. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, uh, so one that comes to mind uh, is, uh, again, it's just because I really enjoyed the movie. And because I love basketball, but I love loving basketball. I thought that was such an amazing story, right? And it's just like, say that movie hadn't been made yet, I would love to have had that opportunity to play like Omar Epps in that movie. You know what I'm saying? Like that was just such an such an awesome movie. Um, but here's a different one. 
I don't know if you guys seen Ben Affleck's The Town. Um, yeah, yeah, I've seen that's that. a good movie. That's a real good the, movie. Yeah, the role Jim, Jeremy Renner had. So the 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 kind of the the antagonist there, man. Not Ben Affleck, but Jeremy Renner. I would have enjoyed that role too. Like if they were able to do that with like a black crew, mm-hmm. um, that would have been that would be cool too. I don't know if those are like my all time, but those are just two that pop to my mind oh, right yeah. now. Okay. Um, yeah, so yeah, now, yeah. See, now we're trying to end this thing, but now it leads me to another question. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you. But so after you you hit it big, man, you get you play that role, you know, you made your million dollars, your multi-million dollars, you sit in your big mansion and you retired, and it's time to get that one actor to play you. Who would you who would be the person that you would want to play you in a movie? Good question. Uh, the life of Moses Jones. Uh, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> Stop trying to take my draws. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a that's a loaded one. Um, I don't piss, like don't to. piss anybody off. Like. No, I just. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. But by the time they make a movie. But by the time that would be a movie that would be made, I would hope that there would be another another actor that has surfaced that I don't, I don't think I would be someone I could think of now because I would hope that that time would come about 30, 35 years from now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So um, I don't know. I don't know. You know, what if I had a son um, at some point and that son got into acting and developed a really good acting talent that would be tight I loved um, I loved uh, Straight out of Compton yes yeah, I was and, thinking of right when you said that. yeah man like it was so Ice tight Cube that Ice Cube's son could yeah. play him and not only that he could play him that he did a good job a at doing really good it you know what I'm saying him. yeah he did I, I can't imagine how that had to feel for him like not only is my son playing me, but he is killing me Get right him. now. Well, you're doing you, a you better me. <laughs> you're doing a better me. <laughs> but you know what's kind of funny with that, though? He he probably grew up really, you know how you imitate your parents and stuff? He yeah. probably grew up imitating them. And right. So, but he did play them all the way to the T, though. Yeah, yeah man. That was a perfect, and, that movie was a classic. That's a perfect uh, picture. I think they all did, that whole cast did a, a, a really good job of, of portraying that that cast of characters. Yeah. Bruh, that that year I was so mad that Easy E didn't get uh, any recognition from the uh, uh, from the award ceremony. I was so mad. I was so mad that the movie as a whole, because the numbers that movie did was crazy. Crazy. The impact that movie had at the time was crazy. like it had everything surrounding it to give it Oscar buzz, and it got nothing. I think it got like a song or something, or or one like some some nomination but i think but i think the thing that kind of didn't work in uh an eric mitchell's favorite guy to play easy was um uh because i think it was difficult for them to label who was the lead and who was supporting right and it's, so it's like yeah you're yeah. right it's like they just picked somebody and just bestowed it yeah. upon them you yeah you're so right but it, it led to him being on one of our favorites is uh, Chicago. I mean, he does an oh, awesome the job shy? on that. The Shy, yeah, the man. Shy. Oh, yeah, bruh, man. The Shy bruh. is... I, I'm like, <laughs> Lena Waite, please, can we release season two, please? Man. <laughs> I know. Man, and you know, I love it because, again, even though that show isn't technically, like, based on a true story, mm-hmm. you can tell, and you 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 see this a lot more now, in, especially in, in Black projects, but you see a lot more in general, People aren't necessarily going, all right, let me get the model look, the guy who got the six pack, the woman who's who's got, you know, the the full Coke bottle. Like they getting what what we call real life people to play these roles. And I love that about that show because everybody in it like is what you I feel like when you see real life people. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Um and and that just makes it feel so much more real. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
you know, I love Power. I love Power too. That was a good show of mine. But Power is an example of one of those shows where I feel like, well, you know, if you get on Power as a female, one, you might need to be prepared to show your breasts, and two, you gotta have some kind of attraction to you. You like they just don't put a lot of women on that show that, in some way, aren't attractive, right. and. But the shy man, they said, nah, we going to the raw. We going to the rugged. We about to show you what it is. And it's not that people under aren't pretty. For everybody that's on the shy, I'm not saying that you're ugly. I just don't want that to come out. <laughs> <like> that. <laughs> that, but, no, I get what you're saying, dude. I get what you're saying. Yeah, but that, that show is like, and I'm always, I'm always watching shows and I'm always looking for, um, this is something that I just do. This is something that's in me that I'm always looking for the spinoff. You know, yeah. and that just comes oh. from me growing up as you know, watching like the Cosby and then the spins off to a different world. To me, I thought that was growing up, I thought that was the natural progression for TV for to, yeah. for that to happen for me. Like black so, is in grown. Exactly. So and that yeah. I, I just think that's just I just always thought that's the way TV was made, you know. Uh-huh. So my thing is like like the shy, I think one of the characters that just pops off the screen is Papa. That's one of my favorite uh, characters. Oh, in man. And I think yeah. he, he can have a, his own show, you know? So yeah. that's Lena Waithe, if you're listening, and I, I, I would, <laughs> you can cut the check, but <laughs> I think, you know, Shaman Brown Jr. is 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 one of those characters I think he would just, he could support a show on his own. Yeah, he could. That's such a, that, that wasn't who I was expecting you to say. I was mm-hmm. wondering who you were going to say. And, and and like the genius in that, like absolutely, because it he's got enough character to carry a show, and while he's connected to the story, mm-hmm. they can develop enough around him to where it's a, a total, completely different show. But but it's still him from the shy. Like yeah. that that would be such a great character exactly. to. Uh, Oh man, that would be that would be phenomenal. So, so Lena Wait, I know you always listen to the Talk of Brothers podcast. So you know, right, right. Let's go ahead and make this happen. You know, man, we're gonna write this up. <laughs> yeah, man, for real. So, so. we long in the hour, well, we long in almost two hours, and I appreciate you taking the time out to to, to bless us like this, man. I really do. Any parting yeah. words, any closing words that you would like to bestow on the listeners? Man, just uh, anybody that's that's wanting to get out there, and I'm I'm saying this comment towards acting and filmmaking, but it's really just anything that you really are wanting to do. Um, make sure you just put your dedication, put the grind and hustle into it. But but I know for this, just know acting comes with a lot of rejection. It comes with a lot of 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 confusion uncertainty out of all those auditions i told you i get most of the time i have no idea uh if i got it or or if i didn't get it like this isn't like job applications where you send one in and most of the time you get something back saying hey sorry we went with someone else like they don't do that next and they just don't respond you know what i'm saying and so um, it's a lot of rejection. It could be a lot of like, like self, like, dang, what am I doing? But just always stay true to yourself. Um, continue to develop you. Um, figure out what makes you you. Don't ever worry about pleasing anybody else. It, anything that you do, make sure you do it for yourself and that you are happy about it. And like you said, man, a success, a success comes to people in a lot of ways, but I think that ultimately will give you the greatest joy is when you know that you are completely in control of your career and you're in complete control of what you're doing and you enjoy that you're doing it the way that you want to do it. Yep. So chase that happiness, yeah. chase that happiness, man, man, it's smash, smash. Yes, what, sir. You got, what you got, bro? What you got closing? Oh man, I just want to thank Moses for coming on, man. I like the positivity that you bring, God fearing brother. Yeah. The family man, you are really showing like what we're trying to show in our uh, podcast here. So I appreciate you, man. Good spirit. You got you upbeat about life. I love it. So uh, yeah. thank you for showing blessing us. Yeah. Thank you, man. man. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And yes, sir. We're going to get up out of here. But, ladies and gentlemen, 
We have Moses Jones, aka Pizza Stan, in the building, man. He's <laughs> an African American guy. <laughs> man, right, right. Uh, oh, let me let me just let me just say that real quick. If you guys haven't checked out the Bobby Brown story, Night School, or the Hate You Give, those are more recent projects. Make sure you go check those out. Um, phenomenal projects. Uh, always feel free to reach out to me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, or uh, Twitter, Mojo the Don or Moses Jones, and. Uh, and for y'all, man, I appreciate y'all like letting this episode be about me. But we got to come back because I want to have one of them episodes where we just talk and, about something real. And look, you know what I mean? What we said before we even pressed record, right. that was the whole intention, and then it all turned right. about you. <laughs> but but that's cool, man. I'm glad you you know you were able to to do that for us, man, because you didn't have to do that, bro. Really man, no and, doubt, bro. And thanks for putting aside uh, the fifth episode of Narcos Mexico for us. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. <Thank> you. <laughs> nah, man, y'all cool. So with, so with that being said, much love, and we out. Peace. All right, brothers. Y'all be cool. We have returned to claim the pyramid. Partying on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. Get down in 3D. Light year groove. Well, all right.